And we're back. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to the For All Else podcast. My name's Jamal. This is episode 53. Again, uh, I took the last episode down and I'll explain to you in just one second. Wow, that bass is so fucking crazy, dude. Um, good, great, hold on. I say this every week, but the bass does go crazy. Hi, uh, welcome to the For All Hours podcast, episode 53. My name is Jamal. Hope you are doing well. Hope your week is doing okay. Um, <laughs> I posted episode 53 last week, um, and I'll just give a brief cliff notes as to why it's down. Um, at the end of the podcast, I was telling some stories um, about my past and some of the relationships I've had, and um, one of my friends listened to it. Uh, the friend who was involved um, came to me and she said, uh, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this uh, being up because it's uh, clearly me. And, like, I, I did as well as I could to not mention her by name, but she was like, this is clearly me and I uh, don't really want this out there. Uh, can you take it down? I was like, yes, of course. Um, so sorry to that friend. Um, and what I am learning... Uh, about this whole process is that uh, regardless of my involvement in the story and the view that I give telling the story, uh, some stories are not mine to tell, especially when it comes to uh, situations like uh, the ones I was talking about. So, yes, if you're listening, I do apologise. Um, and, yeah. That's, uh, it, we, uh, learn, we learn, we move and we evolve. Um, cause yeah, like I listened back to it and I was like, yeah, I, I get it. I, I definitely get where like you were coming from. So yeah, it is what it is. Um, so hopefully, <laughs> and it's again, not my place to say, hopefully water under the bridge. We'll see how we go. Um, so yeah, welcome to the, the podcast. It's a Tuesday. Um, and our lockdown has been extended again. We are in paranormal activity 6.5, the Delta variant. Um, so basically our lockdown was supposed to end this Thursday, but then, uh, someone decided to get engaged and throw a 150 person party. We had a spike in community cases, and <laughs> now we're in lockdown for another two weeks. So that's uh, that's a thing. And to be honest, like I think I said it the last time we got extended, I was like, I'm not entirely surprised. I'm pretty numb to it at the moment um, because yeah, people are just dumb. Like <laughs> I was talking to my sister yesterday and she was like i hope every single like i hope they get divorced i was like you know what i'm with you on that one like it's just so selfish like there are so many people out there who are doing the right thing there's like 98 percent of people who are doing the right thing and regardless of where they lean politically and what they think about the lockdown whether it's you know the second coming of marxism and turning into an Orwellian society, they're still doing the right thing. Like, they're not going out and having 300 people orgies in the middle of St Kilda Park. Like, 
regardless of what they think, and this is what I... Mm, sorry, I'm mid-coffee. This is what I appreciate about uh, discourse and, like, having people in my... like Not in my circle. I hate that term. You know, I've got people in my circle, bro. It's like, no, shut up. Like, I'm surrounded by people with a very wide range of uh, political, moral, ethical views, is that we can all have different views, but at the end of the day, we usually end up doing the right thing. Um, like, I, I have a very good friend who is um, like very anti-lockdown. It's like, yeah, sure, makes sense. Not makes sense, but, like, I don't agree. I'm... <laughs> Not that I'm pro-lockdown, but I'm pro what it does. If it's done right, it, like, it works. We've seen it before. Um, he's, like, he's very anti-lockdown and he's, like, very vocally uh, conservative and, like, more uh, right-leaning, I guess, than I am. But, like, he's still, like, obeys the lockdown laws, regardless of how how badly he wants to go out and do whatever because <laughs> it's just the right thing to do at the end of the day this is just like a <laughs> if we're if we're all in this together then we can get through it and it'll it'll end at some point hey for good or bad and maybe this is a tattoo i want to get no that's a dumb tattoo i don't even know where i get it nothing lasts forever mm. i used to have that on my fucking phone case at one point <laughs> i reckon that was after my parents got divorced i was like nothing lasts forever man um no i'm but speaking of tattoos i'm still absolutely getting nothing means anything anyways somewhere i don't know where maybe my forehead but <laughs> that's lockdown um it, like victoria's having a bad time regional victoria's open though so um shout out to the fellas back home having a good time, living their life. <laughs> I got a call the other day from one of my friends I haven't heard from in a while. And it was in the middle of lockdown. I'm like, no, fuck off. You haven't talked to me in months. <laughs> I've had a really bad track record in lockdown of just people just like dying or like really bad things happening. And she called me. She was like, hey, it's been so long. How are you doing? I'm like, hey, is everything okay with you? She's like, why? I was like, People who I haven't talked to in a while have only called me in the past, <laughs> like, six months because something terrible has happened. She's like, no, I've got engaged. I'm like, yeah, good news, absolutely. And I was like, are you just calling to rub it in? <laughs> she was like, no, no, I just wanted to let you know. Like, thank you so much. They've been dating forever. Like, it's one of those things where when they start dating, it's like, yeah, obviously. And they get engaged, you're just like, yeah, no shit, what took you so long? Like Lauren and Luke. They said, <laughs> Lauren was 16 and Luke was 20, which is like dicey, <laughs> big dicey. But like even then, like he, he's just the sweetest bloke. Um, and you just see them together. Like even now, even like years ago, like when we graduated, he was at our grad, and I was just—they like, were just talking. I was like, "Yeah, shut the fuck up! You guys are getting married." Like at some point, I don't know when, but and they did. It was just 
there are those couples that you just look at and you're just like, yeah, they're like, <laughs> y'all, y'all found the one. There's, there's just like a certain energy that you can feel where you're just like, yeah, that's, that's good. I'm glad they found each other. Um, <laughs> so that, that was lockdown extension. Um, it, we could be Sydney. Sydney had like 480 cases today. Like they are, oh, they've gone fully off the rails. It's like watching a train crash in slow motion. Because they've had these, um, like, giant amounts of cases for weeks now. I think it's almost two months since they started getting cases in, like, the the triple digits. Um, so there was, like, a soft lockdown, but then I kept seeing people, like, hundreds and thousands of people at Byron, uh, not Byron, Bondi, and I was like, what is going on? Like, ugh. Canberra got one case and then locked down for a week. That was wild. They hadn't had a case for a year. And then they snapped lockdown that day. I was like, woof. Dan Andrews is rubbing off on everyone. <laughs> um, but, yeah, well, it is what it is. I think we're stuck in the 20s at the moment. So hopefully this two-week extension with the curfew. I don't get the curfew. Like, I... It... It's imposing, it's mildly threatening, but, like, what are people doing after 9pm anyway? Like, I'm barely outside after... I went for a walk at 4 o'clock. Like, what are people doing? There's nothing to do. Like, unless you're actually breaking lockdown rules, which is, like... Well, then, yeah, obviously you're doing shit after 9, but, like... (laughs) I thought the curfew was just... The... (laughs) Life, you know? Only five good reasons to go outside, I think. Oh, actually, that's that's something I'll talk about real quick. Um, I got vaccinated. And I <laughs> posted, like, a little uh, stats and facts and my experience with the vaccination thing on Instagram. Um, and I got a lot of good feedback from that, which was really nice. Uh, a lot of really bad feedback, too. <laughs> I lost... Not that I care, because the people who unfollow me after that um, and disagree with me with that are people I don't want in my life, but I lost 30 followers from that video, which I thought was so funny. And I got some uh, (laughs) sternly worded messages uh, being like, oh, this is just propaganda and these are fake facts and you're an idiot and you're going to die of blood clots. And I was like, Jesus, Lord. Mostly from people back home. And I was just like, yeah, that's very on brand. <laughs> like, I was, um, like, just scrolling on Facebook, I think. And then uh, someone I used to know from back home commented on a Mark Latham post, um, which I then read and lost all of my brain cells. Um, he was writing about the correlation between multiculturalism and immigration uh, with the development and spread of the coronavirus. And I was like, you genuinely cannot be serious. This man is a member of parliament and gets paid to be racist. It is fucking crazy. 
I'd read the whole thing, but like it's, I just don't want to subject other people to its stupidity. And the worst thing is, there are so many people out there. He's part of One Nation, okay? So that's that's a red flag number one. But it's hard to believe that there are so many people out there that agree with him. Like, I genuinely don't know how you can read that and say that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's correct. Like, and, and that's what my friend did. He was like, yeah, but how do we fix it, Mark? What can we do? And I was just like, block. Block that friend. Like, <laughs> that ain't my friend. People who agree with Mark Latham and people who are my friends, that is a mutually exclusive event. They cannot occur at the same time. And the, uh, what I hate about it is that they use all the buzzwords they're like he's very conservative if you couldn't tell mark latham um and he's just like fake woke sheeple pulling the wool over your eyes the uh, socialist left i'm like oh god no one in australia is the socialist left the greens are <laughs> barely liberal as it is like we do not have any like radical socialists in Australia it, as a recognized group of our government we just don't you you'll be you'll struggle to find radical socialism in western government like bernie and aoc are like left right like really left not even really left <laughs> they're too left for the left party, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's whatever. Mark Latham's a muppet. That's that's what I have to say. Um, what else is going on? So that was lockdown. Yeah, lockdown extension. Whatever. Um, what have we doing? Oh, it was my sister's birthday yesterday. Um, and it was Emily Banks' birthday yesterday. Happily, hap- happily, happily. Happy birthday, Emily Bank. 21. God, still so young. But my sister turned 20. Um, and I surprised her with some nice dinner and some drinks because we couldn't go out and do anything. So I was like, fuck it. Bring the party here. We got hammered. Um, and yeah. <laughs> That's about it. But fuck, there has been zero else going on. Like, what have I been doing? I've been watching Criminal Minds. That show is... It's good. Like, it's just... I'm such a thought for cookie-cutter like crime procedural shows. Like, Bones. Ooh, love it. Although, the more I watch them and the more I develop my own political views, um, the more I realise that it's just... Like... American police propaganda, which is not my favourite thing in the world, but whatever. <laughs> like, for the villains and the victims of, uh, like, eth- like different ethnicities, like, they'll have... There was an episode based in Mexico, and one of the victims' name was, like, Lupe Garcia. I'm like, oh, my God. Could you get any more, like, stereotypical? Uh, whatever. But, you know, it was 2005. It was a different time. 
It was when, you know, the US were in Afghanistan. Hmm. There's some topical stuff for you. Just something on that real quick, actually. Um, <laughs> so the US invaded Afghanistan in 2001 after uh, 9-11. I, I'm not... This is... <laughs> this has a little bit of context because there's been a lot of news about Afghanistan recently. Um, so they spent trillions of dollars in 20 years in the Middle East. And basically Biden's pulled out of Afghanistan and within like three or four days uh, the Taliban have completely taken over. Um, and yeah, it's, fuck, it's a fucking crazy time, dude. Like this is way more of a like important thing to know about. Like there's a lot of uh, performative activism out there. People just... Yeah, we've got to help and blah, 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 blah without actually knowing anything. And this is why I hate posting about stuff like that on social media. Because if I don't know about it, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I, like, that sounds dumb. And it sounds like I'm being ignorant. But it's one of those things where, especially with this, I want to do my research first before, like, promoting and, um, and it's like, at the end of the day, it's not that deep. It's not that big a deal, especially for, like, someone... I say someone like me, but I see people who have the influence with their social media just randomly posting stuff and then you just read two seconds into it and you're like, oh, that's actually not true. So, like, there's a lot of people who just see stuff, click, post, share, easy. That's (laughs) no skin off my back. It looks like I am... (laughs) interested in the world current events um and then you just never hear from it again and there are people on my feed like friends of mine who are genuinely uh concerned and interested in uh social issues i have lots of friends um in the lgbt community who do uh lots of research and activism for uh the lgbt community which is great because i learn from them every single day um, I have friends who are from the Middle East and uh, they do really good research and, you know, promote news and, uh, like, social platforms that you can help uh, people in the Middle East. So, yeah, the internet's tough. <laughs> the internet's a tough place to navigate um, because you, you've got to... In the age of social media, you've definitely got to choose wisely where you get news from. Because it's just so easy to just, as I said before, like click something, share, done. There you go. And you could just like, <laughs> just be sharing shit. Like quite literal shit. You could shit on your screen about have the same amount of like <laughs> credibility. <laughs> so yeah, be careful where you're researching. And don't. Um, and I, like, again, if you're interested, go more than the first search on Google. Cause often it's a, uh, like you can just pay to be the first headline on Google when you type something in. It's like news.com. Don't get your news from news.com. Like you can, but get, <laughs> get more, uh, like get more sources, get more differing sources. One thing, and I was talking to my dad the other day is that Western media, 
will always paint uh, Western society to be the superior and more civilised, like, <laughs> side of the world, I guess. Because, like, <laughs> he was telling me about how a neighbouring city or province of his had to get locked down, which was reported by somewhere in the UK. And he was like, it's just not true. Like, my grandmother sent him a news article that was just like, oh, this place, this place, and this place had to get locked down due to coronavirus. And he was like, Dad, are you okay? He was just like, that's just not true. (laughs) I'm there right now. Everyone's walking about, free as a bird. So, yeah, check your sources. Check your sources. That's all I have to say. All right. Um, What else? Yeah, I don't know. The the world's a pretty dour place at the moment. It has been for a while, but there's not not a lot good (laughs) down in the world generally. Um, Yeah, it is what it is. I'm just trying to stay positive. I think I am. And I hope you are too, listener. And, uh, yeah, I'll, like, just message my friends every now and again and check it, like, oh, <laughs> sounds corny as fuck, but my friends bring me so much joy, regardless of what they do. They're all so talented and, uh, like, even just, like, a 15-minute text, like, text conversation, I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm doing well. I, I have a good here. So, check on your friends. Yeah, talk to them. They're there for you. You're there for them. <laughs> Why not have a conversation? All right. Let's uh, take two on relationship advice where I don't uh, uh, tread on any unwanted ground. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to go to relationship advice. <laughs> okay. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Ooh. <laughs> That's a rough. I'm not I'm not going to read it, but uh married but sleeping in separate rooms. Ooh, that's not going to last well. Uh, oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why do you post this on Reddit? My girlfriend went missing yesterday morning. That's terrifying. Um, all right. Okay, here we go. Ah, oh, this this is a long one. All right. Here we go. This is from uh, user Thrower. I fucked up. Okay. Um, and the title is, I'm jealous of my girlfriend's sexual history. And, uh, okay, here we go. So I've been seeing my now girlfriend for about four months. A few weeks back, we talked about our dating history and such. Turns out I'm her first real boyfriend and she's my own, she's only my second girlfriend. I've had one short relationship about two years ago. We're both 30. Well, that's interesting. First, and, like, this is nothing, like, bad or anything, but the first real boyfriend at 30. I've had three proper relationships and I'm 24. Hey, the, the people around here live in different lives. Anyway, 
we move. We continue. We shared about how many people we we each have slept with. My number was eight, and hers was much higher in the 20s or 30s. Turns out she's had a lot of casual relationships and flings throughout her 20s. Being a hot girl in a big city with modern dating and app culture made that easy, I'm sure. Oh, coming off a bit, uh, <laughs> a bit salty, my man. Long story short, I'm looking back and realising I never had that phase in my life. I've always been a heavier guy and not so confident about my looks. I've started getting into shape recently and had more luck in dating. Those eight people I've slept with have all been in the past three years. It makes me think I could have had my own hoe phase or whatever you want to call it. I've never been able to date, uh, casually date and maybe now's that time. I really like my girlfriend though and she has totally fallen for me. I see us together for a while but I'm not sure I'm looking for a wife or someone to settle down with right now. We've both expressed how we're afraid of commitment and aren't looking to make any promises about getting married or anything like that. We're just not looking down to settle settle down anytime soon, but we are exclusive. I'm just trying to figure out what I should do here. I think I could have a lot of fun with her. The sex is good. She's an awesome person and fun to be around and just to hang out with. But at the same time, I still look at other girls all the time and fantasize. Any advice isn't is appreciated. <laughs> Any advice isn't appreciated. I just posted this for, uh, just to get it out there. Um, okay, so uh, start from the start. My number is eight. Hers is much higher in the twenties or thirties. Twenties and thirties. Like it's not that bad. <laughs> I was watching an interview. And I'm not saying having sex with lots of people is a bad thing, right? This is, it is obviously not a bad thing. It's to each their own as long as you're safe and uh, it is consensual from both parties. You could sleep with 10 million people. No one really cares. It's it's more of a to each their own thing, I feel like. Um, and I'm not going to get into how many people I've slept with because pff, who cares? But this is something I've... Not struggled with, but uh, like had uh, thought thoughts about. I guess uh, in terms of the hoe phase, like I've definitely been one to be a relationshipy type of person. Like I'm very much a, <laughs> especially when I was younger, I, I found it hard to just have like casual sex, and I didn't. I was in a really long term relationship. And then I got out and I was like, hey, I'm in uni, I'm single, I'm living by myself in Melbourne. <laughs> Ho phase. And then like four months later, I was dating again. And then I broke up with that girlfriend and I was at PSA uh, surrounded by <laughs> lots of beautiful people. Again, single, living in the city. Again, single. <laughs> I was like, Ho phase. Relationship. And then uh, we were dating for, how long were we dating for? A year and change, probably 18 months-ish, just under 18 months. Ah, 18 months. Let's say 18 months. And now I'm single and I've um, (laughs) been single for the longest time I've ever had. And like, like what, define a hoe phase. Like people, (laughs) people like saying hoe phase. But what does that mean? For me, it's just being alone and... I don't know. 
like uh, I've been having like do I want to talk about my sex life? Fuck it, why not? Not in detail, that's gross. But like I've been having casual sex. That's that's such a lame sentence to say. I'm so sorry, but like I don't know. For me, for me, sex outside of a relationship, it, like it's cool. Obviously, sex is great. Depends how good it is, but like for me, it's like outside of a relationship, sex is just like it's just sex. Like I feel like uh, for me personally, it's better if you have some sort of like meaningful connection with the person. And again, it's to each of their own, but. That's just how I feel about the hoe phase. Um, and not everyone's going to have it. You don't have to. Like, that's one of those things that... <laughs> that's such a... It's almost like a media trope, like a TV movie trope where it's just like, oh, you've moved on from, you know, from your high school sweetheart and you're in college and you're just going to go fucking bananas and sleep with every left which way like you've <laughs> you gotta go for it it's like it doesn't matter like if you get married at 22 or you get married at 30 or you have your first serious relationship at 30 and you didn't have your quote-unquote phase it does not matter like you've just got to do what makes you happy and at the, the end bit where he says um where is it uh, I really like my girlfriend. She's totally fallen for me. We've both exp- uh, we've both expressed how we're afraid of commitment. I'm just trying to figure out what I should do. Like, I've said this before. I'll say it again. And I'll say it until the day I die. Um, <laughs> just do what you like until it stops being, like, it stops making you happy, right? And to bring it into context with relationships... If you're in a relationship, you don't plan for the relationship to end, right? You don't go into a... It's not a contract. You don't go into a relationship being like, all right, six months contract, then we'll see how we go. Like, <laughs> that's not how that works. There's no trial period. You, you just do it until you don't like it anymore. And that's what I... I I'd say that's what I do, but it's actively not what I do. Um, I let it eat away at me until I'm absolutely miserable and don't express myself um, until it's too late and then I resent the person even though I have not expressed the feelings that I am feeling. (laughs) But you can't go into a relationship thinking is going to... I go into everything I do being like, well, this might be forever. Who knows? Who cares? You go into it and my, (laughs) my opinion of it is... You, ah, oh, fuck, what did I say? I, I said something really eloquent one time, which is, <laughs> um, it isn't, uh, that's, like, uh, that's actually not eloquent at all. It is until it isn't. Like, you can be in a relationship and it just is. Like, you, you go until, <laughs> it sounds so dumb, and it's boiling down uh, the incredible complexity of relationships to just, almost a linear thing where it's just like it starts and then at some point it will stop. Or maybe it doesn't stop. Maybe it just stops when you die. It, But it stops when you want it to. Um, oh, Again, unless you get broken up with. But that's a whole different thing. Whatever. 
It is until it isn't. That's how I feel. So, like, you can't go into this relationship being like, oh, I wish I had this and I wish I did things differently because uh, that's something you can't change. And this guy, like, is obviously having a good time with his girlfriend. But jealous of the sexual history, I'm surprised it's not a... I don't like how my girlfriend's slept with 30 people. And good on him. This guy is very self-aware. Um, so, yeah, like having an exclusive girlfriend and like that might change. Circumstances change as well. Um, like you could just go full, <laughs> like a lot full la-la land where it's like, oh, we're, we're on different parts here. Uh, it's Fast and Furious 7 and Paul Walker is being awfully CGI'd going the other way down um, on a highway. So, um, yeah, here we go. <laughs> uh, this is a really quick one posted by Cynthia356. Should I, 21 female, break up with my 21 male boyfriend for going out while he likely has COVID? Yes. That was easy. Um... What the fuck? All right, here we go. Here's an interesting one. (laughs) This is from user Drumo. My girlfriend wants to have sex with another guy because I was fucking before we started dating. Mm. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. All right, so I begin. So I've been with my girlfriend for almost a year. And a month before we started talking and dating, I uh, fucked a fuck buddy. And after a while of not talking to each other, me and that... uh, (laughs) Let's go friends with benefit. Smoked a blunt with one of her friends and I decided to cut that person off due to the fact I was interested in my girlfriend and I told her because I thought she had a right to know. That sparked up an argument among us, but she decided to still be with me. And my girlfriend and I started having sex and I took her virginity. Okay. 11 months later, she's telling me how she feels like getting back at me for for sleeping with that friends with benefits and how she's still upset because now she wants to go sleep with somebody else. She says she's disgusted and every time we have sex, apparently because I've done it with someone else, I don't know what to do. Um, red flag, dude. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's... There's zero correlation there whatsoever. Homeboy here. Had a friends with benefits. They were sleeping around, having a good time. And then he told the friends with benefits, just like, hey, I'm interested in this girl. I'm going to stop doing this. That cuts off. He starts dating this girl. Cool. <laughs> that is a mutually, like, there's a there's a gap in the timeline. Bro, you need to leave this girl. That is... The fact that she's <laughs> holding... The fact that you've slept with other people before she started sleeping with you is bizarre. And the the only reason I think this is being brought up is because he was her first? If he wasn't her first, then it doesn't matter whatsoever. If she had sex before the relationship, then I'd think this is a non-issue. Yeah, strange. And uh, <laughs> a, a comment from... Some dude break up with her because she's toxic. People that fixate on partners' previous sexual endeavors have issues. She's never going to get over it, and she'll likely go behind your back. So dump her. 
you did nothing wrong. She's just insane. <laughs> okay. Um, a more pointed way of saying what I said. But, yeah, that's strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can't hold people's past against them because then you'll just get nowhere. You'll get nothing done. All right. Oh, last one. What are we at, 36? Yeah, last one. Um, ooh, potential racism. Nah, how do I stop being dad material? All right, here's an interesting one. Uh, this is from a 19-year-old male. How do I stop being dad material? So I've been told by most... Fi- oh, this is from Nurbok, whatever that means. So I've been told by most females I'm pretty cute and charming. The only problem is I don't really know how to go from there. My friends even notice that the ladies love talking with me, but usually nothing crazy happens. My friends tell me it's because I'm someone they want to take home to the parents. Other girls have also been telling me the same thing, saying things that I would make a good husband or dad. I don't know. I think it mainly becomes comes from me not really not... This guy, this guy's English is poor. Sorry if it's not your first language. Okay. I think it mainly comes from me not really knowing how to do things like a one-night stand or hit it and quit type of thing. Any advice? Should also note that the girls I've been with have had kids already. Bro, you're 19. You getting with mums? Damn. All right. Okay. What are the comments saying? Comment, don't change. (laughs) Comment right below it. Don't listen to this. If you're constantly getting friends like that, do change. (laughs) Um, I think it's a good thing. I think having those qualities is a good thing because it helps you long term. In the short term, it's not a terrible thing. You just need to act on it, right? Um... This is a bad example because it's not like that at all. But, like, I get (laughs) – I'd say I have, like, um, get (laughs) called out, I guess, from, like, my parental quality and potential, I guess, (laughs) to the point where some of my friends call me dad. Um, But that's just because I'm old, right? And I'm a – (laughs) <laughs> and I'm an overbearing father figure to my friends. No. Um, but you've just got to learn, learn yourself and how you can act on it because those are good qualities to have. Girls thinking that you have, like, your dad material is a good thing. You just need to take the next step from, okay, I have these qualities... What are the qualities that are going to uh, endear them to me short term? Because yeah, there are there are people out there who are just like, oh, this guy's great, but he's not right now. Um, he's, I guess, for the future. Is that a thing you can do? You just be like, oh, I'm not going to date him now. I'll date him when I'm <laughs> late twenties. I don't know. It's a tough spot to be in, but like he's nineteen, you'll grow into it, mate. Um, and you find yourself, and you'll grow through life, 
have some life experiences and it might completely change. Who knows? Um, but that's <laughs> that's about all I got. Uh, thank you so much for listening to episode 53 of the For All Hours podcast. My name's Ben Jamal. Um, and I will see you next time for 54. <laughs>